Hello, Kate here and welcome back to SmarterAD. World News. Ceasefire talks mediated by Qatar are reaching a critical stage. A four-day pause in fighting would allow a hostage swap to take place, whereby some of the Israeli hostages taken by terrorist group Hamas during the 7th of October attack would be released in return for Palestinian prisoners being freed by Israel. The Red Cross has repeatedly requested access to the Israeli hostages being held in Gaza by Hamas. And if the deal goes ahead, the humanitarian organisation will help to transport the hostages home to be reunited with their families. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has so far been tight-lipped about the deal. UN children's agency UNICEF says that in Gaza there is a perfect storm for tragedy and the spread of disease as there is a lack of fuel, no access to water and cleaning facilities, health services are collapsing and of course there is constant bombing. People all over the world are divided in which side they support with a surge in anti-Semitism and anti-Muslim hate. Shouldn't we all be on the side of peace? Business news. It's been a yo-yo week in the world of tech, as in a shocking move, Sam Altman was sacked from OpenAI, the company behind ChatGPT. The board of directors released a statement saying he hadn't been consistently candid in communications, and they had lost confidence in his leadership. Following this, staff at the company called on the board to resign and demanded the reinstatement of Altman, although by then he had accepted a position at Microsoft, heading up a new advanced AI research team. Now it appears he's going back to OpenAI with a new board of directors. Altman was recently part of the world's first AI safety summit, which was organised because many experts believe AI will either save the world or destroy it. He gave a speech about the company and the risks and benefits of the technology, so it seems he was completely blindsided by the dismissal. Altman set up OpenAI in 2015 with Elon Musk, among others, but it seems they fell out during a power struggle. Musk wasn't happy about the company moving away from a non-profit status, and it has since accepted billions of dollars in investments from Microsoft. Incidentally, Musk has just launched a competitor to ChatGPT called Grok. Entertainment now, and everybody's talking about the sixth and final season of The Crown, which is in two parts, the first part already released. It's received bad reviews and it isn't a patch on the captivating first series. Spoiler alert! It features flashbacks to two months before the 1997 crash and follows with Diana's funeral. Although Netflix claims to have made it clear to viewers that the series is fictional, based on some facts, they have taken even more liberties in the storytelling of the final season. Apparently, Diana and Dodie agreed to just be friends in the end. Dodie and his father, Mohammed Al-Fayed, had a toxic relationship. Dodie proposed to Diana. Diana promised William and Harry she wouldn't marry Dodie, etc. What we do know is that Diana was an inconvenience. She was anti-landmines, she tipped off the press about her movements and aired her dirty laundry in public. I'm not usually a believer in conspiracy theories, but for me, there are things that just don't add up about the crash and the events leading up to it. 
There are too many coincidences, and there have been many books written on the true facts, including unusual movements within MI6 in Paris and large payments made to the driver, Henri Paul, in the lead-up to the fateful night. Was he a scapegoat? Sadly, we'll never know the truth. Part two will be released in December and will focus on Charles and Camilla's 2005 wedding. Sport. In the Football European Championship qualifiers, world number two France thrashed Gibraltar in a record-breaking victory, with Mbappe scoring a hat-trick. They beat Gibraltar 14-0 to smash the previous record of 13-0 set by Germany against San Marino in 2006 for the Euro 2008 qualifying. France also beat their own record, which was 10-0 against Azerbaijan in a European qualifier in 1995. Unfortunately, teenage midfielder Warren Zaire Emery suffered an ankle injury during his international debut, for which a Gibraltar player got a red card, but not before he managed to become France's youngest goalscorer at 17 years old. France was already through to Euro 2024, and this was their seventh straight win. So far, they've scored 27 goals and given away just one. Underdogs Gibraltar lost all seven matches and conceded 35 goals, including an own goal. Aww. Defending champions Italy drew with Ukraine to clinch a spot in Germany next summer. Self-development. How often have you been so anxious about something that it has affected your performance? Maybe it was an important presentation or a job interview. Anxiety can be debilitating and often comes from fear. When we are anxious or scared, we operate from a place of survival and we are not as able to take advantage of opportunities. Some nerves can be helpful as they give you an adrenaline boost to prepare you for important situations, but the problem arises when it becomes chronic. So how can we reframe anxiety to be able to perform and react in a more positive way? Think about the last time you were anxious. How did you feel? Maybe your heart rate was higher, you had a knot in your stomach, your body temperature increased and you were blushing or sweating. Sound familiar? Now remember the last time you were excited. How did you feel? Perhaps your heart rate was raised, you had butterflies in your stomach, you heated up. Physiologically, the results are extremely similar, but with excitement you feel joy rather than fear. With practice, you can learn to identify the trigger and then choose how to respond to the feelings. And it's much simpler than you might think. Reframing anxiety as excitement puts you in control of the situation. The next time you feel anxious, turn the feeling into excitement. Tell yourself you're excited and repeat it over and over to convince your body. Focus on positive outcomes. It's that simple. In recent studies, people who tried to convert their anxiety into excitement through positive self-talk performed better than those who didn't. Emotional intelligence works. By changing your thinking, you change your feelings. I wasn't entirely convinced about this concept, so I tried it last night just before singing on stage in my very first concert. I didn't do a solo, I was in a choir, but it was new for me. I was out of my comfort zone and all day I just kept telling myself I was excited and boy did I enjoy it. 
So that's all from Smarter ID for now. Remember to check out the vocabulary on Super Brian and I will talk to you soon. Take care.